Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and the destruction of the progressive left while we refocus ourselves on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and now more than ever, freedom. Um, Today is Wednesday the 16th. That is one day before St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you out there and especially to my Irish fans. Um, And I don't mean the ones just from Ireland. If you are Irish, God bless you. Um, Actually, if you are anything, God bless you, right? But in the spirit of St. Patrick's Day, we'll all be a little bit Irish tomorrow. So, you know what? You might want to just go ahead and pinch me right now because I probably am not going to be wearing anything green. Um, Not for any real reason except I don't have a lot of green items. So, I don't know. It's not... It's not a color I wear a lot of. But anyway, if you are going to drink and indulge in the festivities, uh, which, you know what, I think is truly more of an American thing than it is an Irish thing, like from Ireland. I don't think they celebrate St. Patrick's Day the way we do over here. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. For my Irish listeners who hail from Ireland, uh, will you let me know? I I just, I've, I've heard this in the past. I've heard that it's a bigger deal here in America probably because it gives us an excuse to drink, you know, like we need one, right? But I think that's why. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what the cause is, but I've heard that it's a bigger deal in the States than it is over in Ireland. So whatever. Anyway, if you're going to drink, please be responsible. If you're going to indulge in uh, corned beef, um, wonderful. I was was going past the Italian club here uh, this evening to volleyball practice, and I was like... um, I thought on the billboard they would have corned beef. And I thought, well, maybe tomorrow after the game we'll swing by. But it's Italian beef. And I was like, wait a minute. You know what? Really? Like the Irish get one day. Seriously, we can't we can't indulge in this. But whatever. I, You know, I don't have to go. I guess I can always go to Arby's, right? Hey. Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, anyway, so tomorrow uh, is, the, is the kids' uh, first volleyball game. So not only is it St. Patrick's Day, um, it's the kids' first volleyball game. We're doing co-ed. Me and my girlfriend are teaching volleyball, and uh, fingers crossed, they actually did pretty good in in practice tonight, but one player has broken his foot. Uh, He's also a soccer player, so, um, you know, he's out of the game, or he's out for the season. Uh, We have another couple that play soccer uh, that um, they had to miss some practice here tonight um, because they've got soccer practice and so honestly I don't know what to expect but overall I'm pretty pleased with the practice um, if they would settle down and get their heads in the game I think they would really be uh, formidable but we'll see so fingers crossed wish us luck um, we're gonna need it but um, yes and then kicks off uh, spring break so I, you know what, if I really get a wild hair, I may come back down here to the studio tomorrow and record Friday Fun Day in advance, but if it's not there, um, I didn't make it down. I've got a lot going on. We've got to pack up. We are leaving um, Friday. So first thing, 
So that kicks off my spring break. I know I've given you guys the warning, but you will not hear from me at all next week. I'm going to be in the mountains uh, enjoying myself, you know, hanging out with the fam um, and maybe getting in some me time, you know, going for some hikes, uh, meditation, that sort of thing. So we'll see um, what it's like coming back. I'm not going to tune into any of the media. I'm going to just let it all be. All right. So hopefully things won't fall apart, but. I just wanted to give you guys fair warning um, again so that you knew what was happening. Okay, so we've got, uh, you know what, we've got some stuff. We have some stuff to talk about. Now remember, um, Democrats like to pride themselves on being the party of the little guy. They always say this. Every four years, they're party of the little guy. They are the party that isn't racist. They're the party that loves everyone, all of this tolerance. And of course, those of us who have long since awoken to their garbage, um, we know that isn't true. And as if, uh, you know, they needed more examples of how not true any of it was, um, today over on Capitol Hill, it looks like uh, the Democrats demand that Biden bans oil drilling on federal land, declaring it a climate emergency. Now, um, on Monday, we discussed uh, John Kerry's ridiculous hard choice, right, between deciding to uh, approach China's issue with their horrible human rights abuses or the climate Right? Like, eh, which one are you going to tackle, Johnny? But he was like, oh, it's a tough choice. Really? It really isn't. I can't stress that enough. It's really not a tough choice. Um, and so here we are. We are looking at record high uh, prices at the gas pump right now. Americans are feeling the crush. They're feeling it at the pump and they're feeling it in their wallets because uh, groceries and all of the other goods and services that people pay for are climbing right this isn't news this is nothing like this shouldn't surprise any of my listeners we we have been saying that was going to happen for a long time none of this is is shocking to us because we understand economics and we understand how things work supply and demand right if there's very limited supply the demand increases and oftentimes so does the prices right so what does joe biden do he says, you know what? No more foolishness with Russia. We are not going to accept any more oil from Russia. Okay. Fantastic, Joey. That, that I guess, is a great, that's a great idea, right? But instead of turning around and looking at the American workers and saying, you know what? Let's open up the oil fields on the federal lands. Let's open up uh, the Keystone Pipeline. Let, let's continue to build that. Yeah, it might not be operational right now, but we can continue to build that so that eventually, when it is open, um, we can be energy independent, right? No. Instead of that, Joe Biden doubles down and says, Putin is not dictator enough. We are going to go to Venezuela. We are going to seduce Maduro, try to get him to open up the Venezuelan oil fields uh, and give us more oil. And is this going to lower the prices? Of course it's not. It's, it's, you're, you're just trading one dictator for another. You're, you're literally not solving any problems here. Um, and then, of course, the Saudis won't answer his calls. Well, you know, that's what you get. And you know what? I don't know if you guys have, have heard the, the sound bites from Trevor Noah. 
Now, this is a clown I don't usually follow, but I've heard the sound bites and I had to check it out. Trevor Noah is starting to sound a little bit based, right? Now, is he really? Nah, probably not, okay? But a stopped clock is right, is right twice a day. So once in a blue moon, Trevor Noah might actually land on a solid based point. And he brings it up uh, that this wouldn't happen. This this not re- not taking the phone calls over in Saudi Arabia from a sitting president, like this wouldn't have happened with Trump. In fact, dare I say, none of this would be happening if Trump were in office right now. There would be no push from North Korea. There would be no threat from Iran. There would be no war going on from Russia and Ukraine. Like none of this would be happening. I can say that with total confidence because for three years, I, I, I'm kind of on the, uh, I'm kind of in agreement with Stephen Crowder when he says, you know, I don't really count the last year of Trump's presidency because of COVID, right? Excuse me for sniffling in your ears. Um, <laughs> excuse me for coughing in your ears. Um, but no new wars were started under Donald Trump. No new wars. We did not get into new conflicts. And yet the left swore up and down that he was going to start World War III. So here we are on the cusp of World War III, allegedly, allegedly, right? We're not there yet. So don't get your panties in a twist. We're not there yet. Calm down just a little. I'm not saying that there's no threat, but let's just calm down a little bit. So here we are. We're on the, the, the cusp, if you will. It's a little bit hyperbolic of World War III. With Joe Biden, we have got ridiculous inflation that shows no signs of stopping because, you know, they keep they keep printing money. Uh, and it's it's I think it was 14 billion going to Ukraine to build their border. I think last time I said 140 billion. Um, I think I either misread that or it was misreported. I'm not really sure which, but I wanted to correct for the record that it's 14 billion. So, I mean, we've got. 14 billion going to the Ukraine to build their borders. We are just hemorrhaging money as if we had it, but we don't. And so what could help the American taxpayer out? What could help the American people out? What could happen or what could we do to help out John John Q. America, who's just trying to feed his family, just trying to go to work, just trying to hold things down, right? just trying to pay some bills. What would help? Well, lowering gas prices would help, but we're not going to do that because he refuses to, um, he refuses to drill. And so all of this, all of this, this, uh, this rant that I'm on, right, is just highlighting for you guys the fact that if you were fooled in the past about the Democrats being for the little guy, um, Hopefully you are awake now and you see it. They were never for the little guy. They've never been for the little guy. It doesn't matter your color, your creed, your sex, gender. They don't care. They don't care about you. They care about staying in power and making themselves filthy rich. And you know what? There are plenty of rhinos right there with them. So uh, let's not leave them out of it either. But back to the article. And if you would like to check it out, it's on, on, oh gosh, Neon Nettle is what it's called. NeonNettle.com. Uh, I actually pulled it off the Dan Bongino uh, uh, website. So uh, the, the Dan Bongino report, you can actually go over there if you are looking for the link. But um, 
that is uh, where I got this article for you. So the headline again, it's Democrats demand Biden bans oil drilling on federal land, declare climate emergency, because again, that's more important. Please, I can't stress this enough. All right. And I know my listeners get it, but I know when you guys go and, and you're faced off with these idiot liberals, um, and I don't mean all liberals are idiots, but you know, a lot of them, uh, you got to remember, like, a lot of times they mean well, like their heart might be in the right place, right? They don't want to see the the climate destroyed. Um, fair. We're supposed to be good stewards of the earth. But why does it always come at the price, you know, at the cost of your wallet, right? Like how come the only fix to climate change is bankrupting Americans, right? I don't understand. Why is that always the fix? So, and, and honestly... <laughs> When it comes to like, oh, it's a tough decision. No, this falls in line. So there's human rights abuses, all right? And then somewhere down at the bottom of the pile is climate change, okay? It's not even in the same category. It's not even in the same category. And so for Democrats, they're like, well, there's, you know, up there, there's human rights abuses, maybe, maybe. They don't really care, right? Um but you know then they can see they see the pain they know that what the americans are people are going through they know what we're going through and they're like well we could alleviate this we've got a really quick fix the oil companies are ready to go like and they don't have to build new stuff they don't have to retrofit anything they're ready to go um no no thank you hard pass because we need to worry about the climate what how do you propose we are going to import oil from Saudi Arabia if they ever pick up the phone, right? How do you think we're going to get it here? Are we going to wave a magic wand and it's just going to show up? No, it's going to be coming across on ships that will uh, contribute to your greenhouse gases, if you will, because they, are, they run on diesel, right? So they're spewing all these greenhouse gases as they cross the ocean. And never mind the fact that we, we don't even know how many oil spills there actually are in a year. Um, you guys can look that up, but that it, it's not, I'm not going to say it's frequent, but it's not infrequent either, okay? So we run the risk of that. Oh, you know, forget about it. Remember BP oil spill? Remember Exxon Valdez? Does anybody remember these, right? Like, gee, these are terrible for the environment. But meh, forget it. We could uh, not have to worry about that by producing oil at home. Or we could pretend that we give a crap about the climate and the environment and go the less green route. So, whoops. I hit the microphone here. I apologize. I am. You know what? This is what happens when you talk with your hands. And y'all know I absolutely talk with my hands. Okay. So let's read the article. House Democrats are demanding. They're not even. They're demanding that Joe Biden declares a national climate emergency. What does that even mean? I can't even. America has some of the cleanest air in the world. We have reduced our emissions uh, year over year. I mean, we just absolutely crush it, especially when you compare us to China or to India, for example. Americans' output of greenhouse gases is far less than those two countries. Far less. Far less. 
And yet we want to declare a national climate emergency to ban oil drilling on federal land. Why? Why? What is happening? Progressive Democratic lawyers, oh, I'm sorry, progressive Democratic lawmakers are reportedly planning to publicly urge Biden to ban oil drilling despite record gas prices and a war in Ukraine that has disrupted oil markets. Isn't that weird? But they care about the little guy. The Congressional Progressive Caucus is planning to def to demand that Biden use his executive power to declare climate change a national emergency and ban drilling on federal lands, according to a report from Politico. So they want Joe Biden to use his executive power. Do you understand what that means? Remember when Joe Biden said um, you can't rule like a dictator and, and he stepped right in and on day one, like ruled like a dictator? Um, that's kind of what this is. He wants to, oh, you got to use your executive power. Why? Because it would be wildly, wildly unpopular with the majority of Americans. It would be wildly unpopular if they had to take a vote on it. If this had to go through uh, our elected officials, like through the Congress, for instance, for instance, right? Um, people would be losing their minds. Why? No. Well, we're going to use our executive power to to declare climate change a national emergency. You know what's a national freaking emergency, uh, Democrats? The opioid crisis that is currently crossing our borders every day as we speak. Fentanyl, Oxycontin, um, and a whole host of other drugs that are just pouring across our southern border, which you can't find $4 billion in your pockets to pay because the American taxpayer doesn't get a say in where our bloody money goes. Oh, $14 billion to Ukraine to guard their borders and make sure they're safe um, and, and are recognized as a sovereign nation. But forget our borders. Forget them entirely. A national emergency would be our poorest southern border and the opioid crisis that is coming through as a result of the poorest border. We have an opioid crisis. Maybe that's a little bit better way of saying it. That is a national emergency. This is the level of idiocy that we are being governed by. The level of out-of-touch moronic behavior that we have to take as a jagged little pill and swallow every day. Every day, every day you think, oh, it can't get worse. Um, it can't, it cannot possibly get lower, but it does. Like they just, they never find the bottom. They never find the bottom. They're just like, oh, every day it's a little bit dumber than the day before. Uh, political reporter Joshua Siegel um, revealed the move on a, oh, revealed the move in a post on Twitter. House liberals urge Biden to declare climate emergency, ban drilling on federal lands as part of a sweeping executive order planned to be released by U.S. progressives this week. Progressive caucus member Jared Huffman told me calling on Biden to declare a climate emergency is one of the, is one of the centerpiece actions to headline their emergence, their EO plan. Wow. Um, doesn't it piss you off? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't, but it pisses me off. Um, 
and then he goes on to say, uh, a draft of the plan I saw also calls for Biden to, to ban oil, gas drilling on public lands and end fossil fuel subsidies. I mean, what's the alternative? Wind farms? Everybody's going to buy an electric car? I mean, what is the alternative? All of this, it, you're never going to convince me that it isn't by design. There's no way you can screw up this fantastically bad unless it's by design. Like, you have to be trying to do this on purpose because no one can do this, all of this, by sheer accident. It can't be done. I'm convinced it can't be done. It can't be done. The level of incompetence and ineptitude on every, on every front of our government right now has made us a laughingstock globally and shamefully weak. This, you know, Trevor Noah was right. This didn't happen under Trump. Iran wouldn't be firing missiles at U.S. sites in Iraq uh, under Trump. Why? Because he knew Trump would act. Putin didn't make a move on Ukraine. Why? Because he knew Trump would act. We were not weak. But here, I mean, we've got, we've got Joe Biden standing at the podium talking about the first lady's husband has COVID. But he, he was talking about Kamala. What? This man doesn't even know where he's at. Are you serious? This is insane to me. This is total craziness. Oh, anyway, um, it, it, you guys get the gist of the little, of the article here. Um, I don't know what else to say besides the fact that we are run by complete buffoons, uh, total buffoons. Um, and you know what? Here, let's just cover the gaff because I think it'll make us all a little bit happier, right? Because it is kind of funny uh, in a very sad, tragic, possibly elder abuse way. And I feel like for the record, I need to say that there's nothing funny about elder abuse. But at this point with Joe Biden, uh, he's asking for it, right? I mean, every, you guys set him up. Not you guys, not my listeners, but like they set him up for this. So you get what you get. Joe Biden confuses Kamala Harris with his wife, calls her first lady. Uh, how does this, how is this possible? How is this possible? First lady Jill Biden interrupted the president to point out his mistake. How, you know what? I have no mercy for Jill Biden. Absolutely none. There is not a single shred in my cells that would allow my husband, if my husband were at this level of mental deterioration, um, up on a podium to speak as the leader, the, the selected leader of the free world. Once free. We're no longer free, right? I think we're, we can say that, right? There's no part of me that would allow that to happen. If my husband was in such a state of mental decline that he's confusing Kamala Harris, that cackling, camel-faced, horrible human being with his own wife like no part of me no part of me would allow that to happen none we would quietly retire into you know we'd quietly move into retirement and just live out the rest of our lives no first lady jill biden interrupted the president to point out his mistake president joe biden was corrected by his wife jill biden after he confused vice president 
Kathleen Kamala Harris as the First Lady. Biden confused the two women in his life during a speech at a Women's History Month celebration at the White House. I I mean, that's another thing, right? Women's History Month. Congratulations, lady, ladies, right? Don't we feel pretty good? Because wasn't, isn't the, the assistant secretary of health that, that the dude who thinks he's a lady, uh, um, didn't he just get made woman of the year? What? Where are the feminists at? Really? Nothing silent on the feminist front? Y'all don't have a problem? So you guys didn't have a problem when um, Caitlyn Jenner won woman of the year and was slapped all over time. Right? And now you don't have a problem with this? Seriously? Nothing? So what do you stand for? What literally do you stand for? This is ridiculous. So here at a a speech at Women's History Month, this doofus doesn't have any idea which woman he's talking about. Oh, oh. I mean, why doesn't he just say, oh, you know, all black women look the same? What? You know what I mean? Like, how many more gaffes do we have to go through? What the heck? How do you confuse your wife with a woman that, that in no way resembles her? How, I, don't, I don't understand. How, how do you make that? How, how, what? There's just isn't even words, folks. I don't even have any words. Uh, it says, there's been a little bit... Oh, there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on stage because of the first lady's husband contracting COVID, Biden said. Biden meant to refer to Vice President Kamala Harris's husband, Doug Emhoff, who is currently known as the second gentleman. Ay, ay, ay. Can you believe this? Harris dropped out of the event after her husband contracted the COVID-19. <laughs> the COVID-19. First Lady Jill Biden interrupted her husband to point out his mistake, which, of course, is embarrassing to anyone who witnessed it. Pardon? Biden replied. You said the first anyways, his wife began before giving up as the crowd started laughing. That's right. She's fine, said Biden. Oh, my Lord. Even Jill. She was like, I I can't even. That... Oh, it's me that's not together, Biden continued as the crowd laughed. You don't say. Holy crap, you don't say. The second la- uh, the first gentleman, he said, still incorrectly, as the crowd laughed again. How about that? He thinks he's being funny. That's the worst part about it. Is is, you know, he doesn't realize that um they're they're not maybe if they're liberal enough, they're laughing with him. But it's so shameful at this point. It's so shameful. How can you do... Look, I'm not a Biden supporter. You guys know that. Are you serious? Come on. But how do you let this happen to someone you love? I'm presuming that Jill Biden loves her husband. I I mean, he's got a weird habit of sniffing children and touching them inappropriately and then sniffing ladies' hairs. But... I don't know. Maybe some, maybe she's down with that. Gross, but I don't know. Regardless, you would think that she would be like, I I can't with you. Really? We're done. We're not doing any more speeches. We're not doing any more of this. You need to retire. It's time to go. There, She should never have allowed him to be the selected president. I mean, all of this was by design. All of it, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. 
is to make America look weak so our enemies could feel strong again and so that they could ramrod this build back better down everybody's throat and followed up with the Green New Deal where everybody will be happy and we'll all live in a utopia until it becomes Animal Farm, right? For those of you who've read the book, I mean, when does it end? If, if people are not awake to this now, again, I know I've said it in the past, but we are not in the business anymore of waking up those other folks. I'm sorry. I am sorry. It's hard to say and it's hard to hear, but that ship has sailed. If they're not awake, oh well, I'm sorry. It's time to, to gather the lions because we can't spend, we can't waste our time trying to wake people up. There, we live in a world where this information is at your fingertips. This information is at their fingertips. They could look into this. They could listen to this podcast or a better one because there's always better ones, right? Dan Bongino's a good one, right? <laughs> I keep tossing his name out. I really don't know the guy. Uh, but there are better podcasts. So we're not waking up anybody anymore. That ship has sailed, pod people. <laughs> Sorry, wake up on your own, I guess, because you're going to find yourself on the wrong side of that, of that dock going, holy cow, I missed, I missed the boat. You really did. And now we are, we are just doing our best to not take this train ride to socialism. We are absolutely trying to turn this thing around. And if they're not on board, I don't know what to tell them. So anyway, he gets confused as usual, and it doesn't get any better at all but on some level it is a little funny i mean in a dark weird way all right everybody i hope you have a wonderful saint patrick's day i will be out of here for spring break and i will be back with you after spring break so then what is that um the 28th all right love and god bless and as always stay deplorable patriots <laughs>